Our scripture today comes from John chapter 20. Hear the word of the Lord. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now, Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands? Reach out your hand. Put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Holy Lord, for your word, we are so grateful. And we thank you that we have just been able to speak it aloud in our hearing So now will you continue by your Holy Spirit to work in our hearts and our minds that we might hear a word that you might have just for us this day. And gracious Lord, will you now take these words of mine and turn them from water into wine? Because we know you will take even the simplest of things and do miracles with them. So do it even now in our midst, this day, in Jesus' name, amen. Last week was so wonderful, wasn't it? Easter Sunday, surrounded by all kinds of people, people you've seen recently and some you haven't seen in a while. And and then we're singing all the hymns and seeing all the kids and just all the music. And it was just full of excitement, wasn't it? It was so great. And, And we're so full of the joy of knowing who God is and and how God raised Jesus from the dead, that out that we serve a God who is a living God. And we're, we're excited by that. We're in, in, invigorated by that and, and just emboldened by that. 
And then, you know, the week continues on and we get back here and we're going to talk about doubting Thomas. But as awesome as Easter Sunday is, I'm pretty sure I would bet that there were some people, even on Easter Sunday, who are wrestling with some doubts, who are dealing with some things that just were a little unsettling, just causing that that bit of anxiety. And so even with all the celebration, those doubts, they can creep in. And we recognize them. Feels like things are crumbling around us, doesn't it? What we grew up with, since we're not even close to that today, just feels like society can be crumbling sometimes. And we wonder, how will we survive? How will we sustain anything? And, and some of the things that, that we just knew we could depend on, we just, we just, they're just not there. It's just not the same. I mean, even our own denomination, we've got more questions than we feel we have answers sometimes. And, and, and what about the things that we just were able to take comfort in? Even the things that have given us comfort aren't as comforting anymore. And then, it, then we are dealing with things in our relationships, maybe our marriages, things with our children that we just... We just don't know how to handle because it was not the way we expected. And it, and it was a whole lot more of a surprise than we were anticipating. And there's that thing at work and we said the wrong thing and we're just not sure how to get through that. And, and we're just worried that, that if we just make the wrong step, we're just going to go stumbling back into that addiction and All of a sudden, as wonderful as Easter is, it just feels like one day. And doubt and worry take over again. Now, the disciples had been through an awful lot, hadn't they? I mean, they were just doing their normal thing. And yeah, Jesus had been talking about, he had mentioned a few times this thing that he said that, that he was going to have to die. And they knew that he said the words, but they weren't really believing that that's what he meant, right? Because that doesn't really make sense. So here they were. It was just a few short days ago. Literally, it was only Thursday. And and Judas, Judas betrayed him. And then hours later, Peter denied even knowing him. Talk about things crumbling around them. And it didn't end there because then not only was Jesus beaten, but he was literally hung on a cross. Like he was dying. He died. His body placed in a tomb and they knew that it happened. They saw that it happened. And then just a few short hours later, The women came running to them saying that the tomb was empty and Peter and John and they went too and and it really was. They came back and it was true. And here on that same day, 
later that evening, the doors were locked because things were not okay. They were full of doubt. They were afraid of the Jews that would be coming for them. They were looking for them. All of a sudden, Jesus appeared. Jesus came and stood before them, showing him hands and side, saying, Peace be with you. Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And then he breathed on them that breath that, that put air in the lungs of Adam that caused Eve to be that same breath that now lived in him as well. Breathing it on them, saying this is new life. This is life unlike you've ever known before. And those disciples were going, okay, we get it. Still a lot going on. But wow. Thomas wasn't there. Now, we don't know why Thomas wasn't there, right? We could come up with any number of reasons. But he hadn't been with them when Jesus had appeared. So when Thomas was with them again, <clears throat> they said, we've seen the Lord. Can you appreciate why he would say, uh-uh, no, enough. <laughs> there has been so much that we have endured in these last several days. With his body not being there now, and you're going to try to tell me that you've actually seen him? Nope, not having it. I need to see his hands, know those marks before I'm going to believe. These men that he had been with, that he knew, surely he could have taken their word for it. But no, he wasn't going to do it. He wasn't going to do it. Even after everything that people had witnessed and said that they had seen, even after that Easter morning, said, no, I just can't do it. So a week later, there they were again, the same room, the same locked doors. Jesus appeared. Peace be with you, he says again. All right, Thomas, here I am. Here, see, look. It really is me. I'm really here. Saying many of the same things that he had said those few days before to the other disciples. And Thomas exclaims, My Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. You know I love to talk about words. My Lord refers to Adonai, my foundation and stay. My God, Elohim, my prince and judge, declaring not only that Christ is risen, 
but who Christ is, my Lord and my God, my foundation, my stay, my judge, the one in whom I give my allegiance. Well, that's some belief right there, isn't it? But Jesus says, you have believed because you've seen. Blessed are those who believe and have yet to see. But I think we feel that way so often. We're just not quite sure because we haven't been able to see it for ourselves. And there are times where we just want to cry out like Thomas. I don't know that I can, Lord, unless I see it for myself. Matthew Henry was said in his commentary on this that, that we find ourselves sometimes faithless and that faithless, we are Christless. Without Christ, we are hopeless and graceless peaceless and joyless and need to cry out like the father in the gospel of Mark who said, I do believe, but help my unbelief. Jesus told us that if we had faith, even the size of a mustard seed, we could say to that mountain, move, and it would be moved. Jesus didn't say, if you have faith, size of a mustard seed and you plant it and you water it and you fertilize it and you wait for it to grow and then you come back and you water it some more and you fertilize it some more and it grows more and it becomes really big and it becomes this 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 great shade tree this this great bush then you can say to the mountain to move no he said if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can tell that mountain to move and it will move. Because it's not the size of the faith, it's who we've placed our faith in. It is knowing that we have placed our faith in the one who has been raised from the dead and the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is the same power that is within us. And so even in those moments where we feel that our faith is as small as a mustard seed, we can say, but our faith is in the risen Lord, my Lord and my God. And if my faith, no matter how small it feels right now, isn't the one who conquers death, isn't the one who overcomes faith, Fear, is in the one who cures diseases, is in the one who makes all things new, is in the one who breathes life, then my faith is enough to move mountains. Last week, we were proclaiming the fulfillment of God's greatest promise. This week, we may be facing all kinds of doubt, but we never need doubt the one in whom we place our faith. In Christ, we have all 